0: Praise Lord, for Thy great plan That we thy dwelling
1: place may be
2: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. In many places, the New Testament presents us with the matter of growing or growth. Christians like to use this term to express in a general way their spiritual progress. But actually, the Bible is not so general in its use of the term. It's quite specific, in fact, to point out that it is not us that grow at all, but actually God who grows or increases in us. How can God grow, you're probably asking? Or why does God need to grow? Well, we'll look at these questions today on this life study of the Bible from the book of Colossians. Bob Danker has joined us once again, I think, for some fellowship that uh, will be a real help to just about all our listeners. Bob, I'm looking forward today to this program.
0: I am too, Chris. This is a, a wonderful matter that we're going to fellowship about concerning God growing in us. And uh, this brings up a lot of questions that need answers. really so. Bob,
2: I'd like to take a minute as we begin to look back at the matter of grafting. There's a phrase in Colossians chapter 3 that relates very closely to some verses in the book of Romans. And in Romans 11, verse 17, uh, there's this picture of grafting. Let me read the verse and then have you review for us a little bit about how Colossians 2, which says, We have been buried with him and raised with him ties into this matter of grafting. Okay, Romans eleven seventeen is, but if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and became a fellow partaker of the root of the fatness of the olive tree. It's a wonderful type, Bob, this matter of grafting.
0: Yes, it is, Chris, and I think the first place in the New Testament where this uh, matter is mentioned is Romans chapter 6, where uh, it says that we were baptized into Christ and we have grown together with him in the likeness of his death through baptism. Right. And uh, now we are growing together with him in the likeness of his resurrection. So here in this picture, we can see that uh, when we were baptized— According to this revelation here in Romans, we were actually grafted into Christ. When we believed in the Lord, he entered into us, but when we were baptized, we were grafted into him. And in order for a branch to be grafted into a tree, the, both the tree and the branch have to be cut. So Christ was cut, so to speak, mm-hmm. when he was crucified. Right. But we were crucified with him. That's right. So we also were cut. We were cut off of uh, what Romans 11 says it was a wild olive tree. And then in baptism, we were grafted into Christ. We were joined to him in an organic union. Grafting is a union of life, organic union. It's not like welding two pieces of metal together. No, because in grafting, growth takes place. This is what takes place. Growth takes place. When a branch is grafted into a tree, the branch partakes of the life of the tree. And that life flows into the branch. And the branch grows by means of this life, the life of the tree to which it has been grafted. In a sense, the tree grows in the branch. Mm. This is a wonderful picture, isn't it? Yeah. The branch partakes of the life and the characteristics of the tree to which it has been grafted, and this is growth.
2: Bob, we have a couple of verses additionally today in Colossians chapter 2 where this matter of growth is very much the focus, and that is the focus, I think, of our program today. Let me read Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. As therefore you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, Having been rooted, and that is the key part of this phrase. Walk in him, having been rooted, and being built up in him. Let's join Lee, Bob. I think there is uh, much light, as I said before, in store for all of us in this program today.
1: The thought of growing is in the book of Colossians. Not only so, we have seen this kind of concept of plant growing is also in Romans. In God's eyes, we all are his plants. We all are his plants. You have to realize that Romans 6.5, this wonderful verse uses a word that means Growing or grow, this is a wonderful word. All the translators like this word. According to my study, I realized that this word in Greek means to grow by being either planted or grafted. You know, you plant the plants into the soil. For what purpose? For growth. And you graft the wild trees into the cultivated trees for what purpose? Growth. Both are for the same purpose. So this Greek word means what? This Greek word in Romans 6.5 means an organic union. An organic union in which the growth takes place. That certain one may partake of the life and the characteristics of another one. Have you got it? An organic union. Have you got it? Okay. In which the growth takes place. That certain one may partake of the life and characteristics of another Isn't this beautiful? In this organic union, one plant may partake of the life and the characteristics of the other plant. I tell you, this is to grow. And we are the one partaking of the life and the characteristics of this all-inclusive one. We grow in this way. I tell you, I would pay you a thousand dollars for this definition. <laughs> Have you got it? Amen. Marvelous. It's marvelous.
2: Bob, one of the landmark items in this ministry was Witness Lee's frequent use, especially in the final fifteen years or so of his ministry of this term organic union we've talked about it before but this was the message where he first released the use of this term especially with this definition he was obviously captivated by with this definition of the word grown in Romans 6 5 if we have grown together with him in the likeness of his death indeed we will also be in the likeness of his resurrection Bob let's pick up this definition and explore some of the rich meaning that it conveys
0: yes Chris in this picture of grafting, we can see what it really means to grow. When a branch is grafted into a tree, immediately there's a union of life between the branch and the tree. This is an organic union that Witness Lee mentioned here. And this is a very important term. We have such a union with Christ. He is the cultivated olive tree. We as branches of him have been grafted into him, and we have an organic union with him. Now, as we live in this union, spontaneously, we as the branches partake of the life and the characteristics of Christ as the tree. It's not the other way, but it's the branch partakes of the life of the tree, and it lives by that life. A new, rich life. This is the rich life of Christ. When we partake of Christ as life through our organic union with him, then we grow. This is what it means to grow. It means to partake of the life of Christ so that this life, which is just Christ himself, grows within us gradually, little by little, as we live in this union with him.
2: Hmm. It's an organic union, a life exchange union. What a marvelous picture, Bob, of a spiritual reality that's not always easy to convey.
0: That's right, Chris. It's truly a wonderful picture.
2: Okay, we want to go on. Uh, I read Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7 a moment ago. I don't know if you might have noticed. Let me just repeat a couple of short phrases again, just as they appear in these two verses. In verse 6, it says, Walk in Him, verse 7 says, Having been rooted in Him, which would predate the walk in Him. That's uh, what we'll look at in this coming section.
1: To study the Bible, you have to understand the plain words. You also have to understand the implications. Many, many times, the plain word revelation is not that deep. But the implication revelation is deeper. The revelation implied in the plain word is much deeper. So, now, in Colossians, you do have implication. Having been rooted, what is this? Root is something of the plant. Rooted, Having been rooted, what can be rooted? Only plant can be rooted. So in this plain word, you do have an implication here. Amen. You have an implication. The implication is that we, the chosen people of God, in God's eyes, who have been baptized into Christ, in God's estimation, we are just the plants. We are just the plants, and we have been rooted. And one thing more, would you please tell me, what is to walk in him? You have these two verses, right? To grow is to walk. Then how to walk? To walk in him is explained in the following verse. You have been rooted in him. You have been rooted in him. And now he is moving, then you are walking. So you are working in Him. Have you got it? You have to realize, you have to realize, you have been rooted into Christ. I tell you, when you realize that you have been rooted in Him, you walk. You read these two verses. Walk in Him, having been rooted in Him. To be rooted in Him must go first. Having been. Perfect tense, Something accomplished. Having been rooted in him, walk. Actually, you are not walking. You just keep yourself in him. Amen. And he's watching all the way. So when he walks, that's your walk. Walk in him. Having been rooted. You put this together, you could see the implicated significance. My, all the significances implied here are more meaningful than the plain revelation conveyed by the plain word.
2: Well, Bob, even more light, marvelous light here in this portion we just heard. The verses say, walk in him having been rooted in him. There's a very specific order here in these verses, Bob, that we need to be mindful of that can altogether change our understanding of what it is to walk in Christ. What's the implication of the order that is explicit in these two verses, Bob?
0: Well, as Brother Lee pointed out, Chris, well, the two verses say, Walk in Him having been rooted in Him. This kind of um, language here has a very, very profound implication. It implies that, or actually it directly states that, before we can walk in Christ, we must already have been rooted in him. Of course, this implies that we are plants. In God's eyes, God considers us as living plants who have been planted into Christ as the living soil. So now, as the plants who are planted into Christ— What we need to do is send our roots deeply into him so that we are rooted in him. No doubt being rooted is for growth, and it's also for remaining. If a plant doesn't have roots, it won't remain in the soil. It cannot abide in the soil. So we have to remain in Christ, keep ourselves in Christ by rooting ourselves deeply into him. Then it says, having been rooted in Christ, we can walk in Christ. Now, how can a plant walk? Now, this is an interesting yeah, uh, thought, isn't it, Chris, it that is. a plant walks. Well, we know that a plant can't walk. In fact, if a plant walked, it would no longer be rooted. <laughs> so actually, what we have is another implication here, and that is that it is Christ who walks. It is he who moves, and we are rooted in we remain, we keep ourselves in Him. This shows that as He moves, as He walks, we walk in Him. In other words, Chris, we should not do anything outside of our organic union with Christ. If we get outside of that union, then uh, we're no longer in Him. And we're no longer walking in Him. We're walking in something else, in ourself, in our own uh, natural life. But if we're rooted in Christ, then when He moves, We move, and we walk in his walking.
2: There was a passage we didn't include in Witness Lee's sharing because of the limited amount of time, but a passage where he picked up this matter of the plants walking, even the trees walking, and uh, it was quite humorous, uh, but I think you made the point very, very well. It's the rooting in Christ and then his movement, his walking, that includes us as long as our roots are intact.
0: That's right, Chris.
2: Bob, now we want to go on. We opened the program today with a question, somewhat leading our listeners in, we hope, and it comes from a passage in Colossians 2.19. This verse says, Out from whom all the body, being richly supplied and knit together by means of the joints and sinews, grows with the growth of God. Or some translations say grows with the increase of God. Bob, we want to find out about God increasing and God growing. Here's Witness Lee once again.
1: I only have one single burden. That is to help you and all of us to see what is the real growth. It means what? You see, to grow with the growth of God. And the growth of God here means what? Increase. To grow with the increase of God. The real growth is the increase of God. It's the addition of God. God in himself doesn't need to grow. He is eternal. He is complete. He is perfect. He himself doesn't need to grow. But God in you need to grow. You need to grow with the... Growth of God. In God himself, God doesn't grow. But in you, God grows. And God has to grow. And you need God to grow within you. Now, let me tell you. We have to put these two verses together. Verses 6 and 7 of chapter 2. The real growth is this. Listen. Firstly... We all have been rooted in Christ. This, having been rooted, also implies one point, that Christ must be our soil. He must be our earth. He must be the good land. Otherwise, how could we be rooted in Him? It is says clearly, rooted in Him. As we have been rooted in him, he must be the soil. So here you have another implicated point. That is our Christ. The process, our inclusive trying God is our land. It's our land. And we all have to realize we all have been transplanted. And the land in which we have been transplanted is the living Christ, who is our good land, flowing with milk and honey. Christ is our good land. Yeah. Okay. We have been rooted into him. So what? So when he is moving, we walk. This kind of walking actually is growing. Why? Let me tell you why. When the tree is deeply rooted all the roots of the tree absorb the what? The riches of the earth into the tree. So the tree is what? Is filled. The tree grows by absorbing all the riches of the soil the riches of the soil gets into the tree and it becomes the increase of the tree. That is the tree's growth. Could you follow me? That is the increase of God! More God into us, this is the growth of God.
2: Bob, I thought that was a marvelously clear presentation of one of those topics in Christianity that is often spoke about but not really well understood, this matter of what our growth is and what is this phrase for us to grow with the increase or growth of God. It's tremendous, was not it?
0: Absolutely tremendous, Chris. This is uh, very fundamental, and every Christian needs to understand what real Christian growth is. Growth to a Christian is not the increase of knowledge or improvement in our christ-like behavior growth to a christian is just the increase of god's element within our being and this is illustrated so marvelously here in colossians where you have the illustration of a plant rooted in the soil and growing with the rich nutrients that the plant absorbs from the soil And these riches are just God himself. In other words, we absorb God's element, God's essence into us. And just as a plant grows with the elements of the soil, we, the believers in Christ who are living plants, we grow with the element of God that is all the time increasing within us as we absorb the nutrients of Christ our soil (laughs) these nutrients are just the riches of god himself which are increasing in us to cause us to grow with the growth of god
2: bob come back and spend just a brief moment he talked about this matter of god's growing and god in himself not needing to grow pick it up at that point
0: that's right chris it's important that we understand that we're not saying that god grows in himself god in himself doesn't need to grow he's complete he's perfect In himself but he does need to grow in us he needs to increase his divine life his divine element in our being and we need to grow with his growing in us this is our need our need is to grow with the growth of God that is to have God increasing us so Bob we've seen that uh, actually our walking is not
2: really our walking but our walking in him his walking and our growing really isn't our growing at all, but it's His growing in us.
0: Absolutely, Chris.
2: Um, I'm going to recommend that, uh, especially on this one, that our listeners contact us about the printed Life Study volumes of this Life Study of Colossians. You know, we began this Life Study uh, hearing from Witness Lee that the highest revelation of Christ in the whole Bible is in this book. Uh, And that's why he was burdened to come back to some of these points. We passed over them quickly going through the first time and really zeroing in on some of these key phrases that have opened up incredible richness and incredible light from uh, the pages of Colossians. And it's all contained in the Life Study printed messages, so I do hope our listeners will contact us. I'll give you the toll-free number so that you can do that. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to us, radio at lsm.org. I wish we had more time for this program, Bob. We touched on so many riches today. It's really been a, a real enjoyment for me personally. And me too, Chris. Thank you for your help. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org/epublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, BlackBerry, Sony or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again the website lsm.org slash epublications. Thanks for listening today.